This is the Hidden White Podcast, episode 1071. My interview with Darnell Latell and Carlos Zulaga. We're discussing their new book, The Wisdom Factor. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. Great to have you here with us today. We have Darnell and Carlos joining us today for The Wisdom Factor. They've just written this new book, uh, The Wisdom Factor, Reducing the Control of Bias, Threat and Fear While Building a Better World. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Thanks for the invitation. Very excited to be here in your podcast. Where are you guys in the world? I'm at the moment in Morgantown, West Virginia. Right. Uh, and Carlos? Carlos? I live in Orlando. So Orlando, Florida, close to the theme parks. Theme parks. Ah, <laughs> theme parks every day. <laughs> Almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, guys. Um, perhaps just start off with why you wrote this book, The Wisdom Factor, because I know you're very passionate about this topic, obviously the reason why you wrote the book, but what's the the essence behind it? Well, the essence is how much we can do with our own behavior and effect to change the way our world is governed by a great deal of bias, threat, and fear. When we Mm. look at individual differences, when we look at how we the human potential around us, biases we learn early about who's capable and who isn't. That's one part of the reason, and Carlos, you might want to add to that, but we feel very strongly about the need to reduce. uh, Yeah, so I think it's like all of us, we are always interacting with each other, we're influencing each other, and it's kind of like bringing awareness of the influence that we have and how can we produce effects that that we want to have so we're more deliberate in the type of behaviors that, that we choose. Okay, so looking at in our like self-awareness um, of our behaviours so we can better, um, I guess, interact with the world around us, um, but going back to the wisdom, what, what is wisdom and how does one become wise? Well, uh, that's a great question and wisdom is a huge concept, mm. but there are about three different ways of looking at it. It's the individual and the experience, knowledge, and good judgment. And so we attribute to an individual, listen to how wise he is, or the soundness of an action or decision uh, in applying this wisdom to the world around us. Mm. Um, Building a dam close to an active volcano is not necessarily so wise. And then the body of knowledge of a society, like the defining characteristics that have shaped us over the years so that our labor laws have changed for children since the early 1900s. Wise is shaped by the conditions of the culture, by new knowledge, by things that we bring to it, but it isn't innate necessarily. It's learned how to become wiser, how to apply it. So we all, even though we say that person will never be wise, we all have the capacity to be wise. Mm. Er, wiser. Wiser, potentially already yeah. a little bit wise. Yeah, well, we're also always not so wise. So it's not always with us. You know, if we do mm. one thing, it doesn't mean that tomorrow we'll do it well in that condition. So learning to look at the effects of the conditions around us. Um, Carlos, whatever you'd like to add to that, please. Mm. Yeah, so one of the things about wisdom that is so intriguing, so interesting, and at the same time so so challenging is that yeah. you start looking at wisdom 
And you can see different perspectives. You can look at philosophy. You can look at religion. You can look at the way that our society understands wisdom. And mm -hmm. thinking about examples, like at least for me, from my personal life, who are people that I consider to be wise, that I admire. And I think that if you kind of like try to summarize uh, characteristics of wisdom, it has to do with behavior, how people act, how you influence others. And at least for me to be writing the book is thinking about, okay, if, we, if wisdom ultimately have to do with behavior, how can we contribute to the understanding of behavior and the effects that we have? Like us as behavioral analysts, what can we contribute to this topic of, of wisdom that people can discuss? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I look at wisdom uh, from a stoic sort of point of view, um, where they say the four virtues, one of them is wisdom. Um, sure. And I sort of look at wisdom as, you know, the ability to be able to make um, better decisions in life um, that leads towards greater virtue. Right. Would you That's agree true. with that or extrapolate on that a bit further? Uh, we agree. Uh, I think we just see it as something that can be that that we all learn to do these things. We experience our words, our actions, the effects we have. And over time, if we're looking clearly at our effects, we begin to see that wasn't so wise or that was wiser. Or we have models around us of wise people in our lives and we try to model after them. But it's all in the how how the conditions around us affect us. That's why we have a lot of practice, a lot of examples in the book of how you can increase your wise acting, your behaving in ways that have good effects. The only way we know that is by your effects. What really happens afterwards when we look back to see what you did? Was that wise? It might have been in the moment, but maybe over the longer term, another decision would have been better. But it's always, it's a, it's a, it's a striving to be. It's not a perfect state. None of us own it. We're always learning. It's Groundhog mm. Day. Saw the movie. We're always starting over, trying to get better at this thing called wise acting or wise behaving. So wise acting or wise, wise actions and behaviors. I mean, who is yeah. the judge of what is, what is considered a wise act or a wise behavior? Yeah, the people affected by it, the culture, you know, we have a lot of people around us who judge our behavior. Mm. Sometimes they're judging it correctly or according to their biases about who counts, who doesn't, who can say things, who can't. A lot of suppression, a lot of coercion in our society to shape up, do it the way I want you to, be governed by these sets of rules we have a lot of judges around us, but those things that we do measured against values can be looked at to say that was a wise act in that moment when that small child stood up to the bully and got another person, another little child away from the bully. That was a wise act, one small wise act in the moment. Now, others might say, well, put himself in danger, shouldn't have done that, that was stupid. And then we come in with these crashing labels that we put on people's behavior. Mm. But if we look at effects, at the overall condition that promotes a certain core value that society holds, over time we are able to discriminate what's wise or wiser or better or worse than something else that could have been done. So 
learning to assess that. We have case studies. We have ways of you looking at your own emotion, your words, things that get in your way. Mm. And of really, you know, staying, quote, striving toward wisdom or trying to get out from all of that punishment you might have experienced from a harsh parent or a hard school environment that never saw you as capable. Whatever it is, we deal with those issues in the book. And it is the science of learning. We're, we're coming, we're learning theorists, learning. A psychology of learning is where our sweet spot is. And we look at behavior in those in those terms. Mm. So I guess I guess it? I guess how we look at, you know, whether we're all judging it, I guess, differently based on our biases and our upbringing and our our position yeah. in life so far. So then how do we get to the core of what is wise and what is not? I mean, do you have any any stereotypical wise people that you would say that everyone would consider these people wise? Well, historically, we've got a lot of names, and Carlos has a lot of names in the culture he comes from. And in our culture, we often would talk about, you know, we talk about Martin Luther King, or we may globally talk about Gandhi. But revisionist history comes along. People say, well, they they acted okay, but they could have done this or that. Yeah, but yeah. we mm. look at the effect, and it doesn't have to be a hugely no we don't have we cannot say if you do this the effect you will have will be a wise one because there's all these surrounding conditions it's not an impossible task though to improve to look at what we do what do we leave behind what do we leave with our wives our children our spouse our spouses friends what what's what happens in our wake Let's just stay with us as individual human beings. What do we create around us? Mm. Do, do we help others see themselves as capable, able to do the thing they need to do? Do we look, you know, what is our guiding principle that keeps us moving forward? So anchoring what we want to do to reduce this control, and it is control, Bosses use it. I worked in the workplace as a consultant for 30 years around yeah. all around the world. I mean, it isn't unique to the U.S. Terrible bosses, aggressive SOBs, you know, all of that. Mm. But what could they do in their own behavior to accelerate the potential of the person they beat up? What could they do differently? And there's And when they do they can get this acceleration curve where people have that kind of want to versus have to threaten fear. I'll do enough to get by, but darn, do I not like it here? Or I'm really going to give my all because I'm recognized, supported. My individual activity is shaped and guided by someone who cares about my effect. You know, all of that gets to how we see the person around us. Is it is that person worthy or not? And I, I don't want to completely dominate this. So, Carlos, please pick up on any of that. Yeah. That might have been left. Yeah. So one of the messages that we have in the book is that we don't look at wisdom and people being wise. Like, hey, I become a wise person or this person is wise. This person is a good example of wisdom. Mm. But we look at wisdom or more about a description of our behavior. So it's kind of like your question about how do we know wow. if we make a good decision and 
making a good decision. It depends on the context. It depends on the circumstances. And sometimes the only way to evaluate if the decision was good or not is after the fact, looking at the effect. And we look at wisdom in a similar way. So sometimes an action could be wise, not the person, but the action could be wise. So the same person can engage in some actions that are wise, some actions that might not be so wise. And that action would be wise in that context, in that group, at that moment in time. But it might not be wise at a different moment, different culture, different uh, uh, different context, because the effect would be very, very different. Mm. So we're looking at, at behaviors and actions that, again, generally produce some sort of effect which is positive or good, um, not only to the individual but the, to society as a whole. Over time, we'd have to look back and see actions that were taken to protect people in war, um, you know, that others might judge as uh, putting, you know, not so wise. In the, looking back, we'd say that was a, a very wise act. Mm. It, it all is contextual. I know it sounds as though we could never get there, but there are, we each can improve our capacity to look at the effect we have on our fellow human being. And that is a large part of this book. It's all about how we show up. So how you show up, uh, the kind of effect you leave behind. Could you look at that from a different perspective? Can you see something in someone differently than you might have judged before? It's learning how to be objective, to look at behavior as a learning event, not as a characteristic of the worth of the human being, mm. and then begin to apply these tools. And, and this book was reviewed by many people in psychology. And, you know, it is it is a book that is practical. Yeah. If you've got a huge problem with anger or with emotional reactivity and you just spout out and you say things that are harmful and you look back and say, darn, I shouldn't have done that. But next round, you're going to do it again. Because to a large extent, we do what we've learned to do. And this book says, let's interrupt that pattern. Let's look at what we want to be, the effect we want to have, and start there. And so it takes you through a number of things, the words we use, right. the emotional things, so feeling. More sort of awareness in the piece, because I always look at it and go, well, you know, to become wiser, perhaps it's about um, broader experiences and knowledge which it potentially is, but also self-awareness um, yes. and reflection would be probably even in greater than that because you could have experiences and knowledge and learnings, but they might be in yeah. areas that actually don't help bring you any more wisdom. Could actually That's do right. the opposite, could be damaging. So awareness could. would be a first sort of um, pillar of that, which is what you guys sort of discuss. So how do we develop um, great awareness personally so we can understand our behaviours and their effects? Well, we offer you a, a number of exercises or practices to go through to find out um, what got you to where you are. Uh, getting people to examine their own biases, my biases that really don't let me see the, the, the surrounds very well. I've already made up my mind, really literally come into the meeting already assuming or meeting a new person. So we teach you how to look at behavior objectively, which is part of the science of behavior. Uh, learning to see what's in front of us, the words people use, the way they interact, the command and control language. How do we do that? We're, we're in a situation, we've got our biases, so we, we make 
yeah. decisions already informed on, on our biases, how do we then try and flip that around with greater awareness and look at something subjectively? Okay. Like what, what would be some tools? Yeah, Carlos? Yeah, so it's important to understand the influence that rules how in our behavior. So like you mentioned, language is very powerful. So just being aware of it and sometimes being able to evaluate any rules that people give us or any type of authority that people give us. So being a little bit skeptical, also looking at the situation that we have, describing the situation rather than uh, using labels that might not be objective. So for example, I can be interacting with a person but if I begin labeling the person, hey, this person is very selfish, that already impacts the way that I, I interact with the person. So I try to avoid those type of labels, say, hey, I'm feeling this way, I'm interacting this way, the person is saying this, and that increases objectivity and also looking at, once again, the effect that you have. So being aware of how you're interacting with the person. So all of this would be helpful in evaluating uh, objectivity. Do you have tools like, you know, um, pausing or meditation or, or anything that's yeah. really a, a toolbox to help us be able to yeah. do that? Because it's, it's one thing to say it, but then actually to practice it. Practice is the key. It is the literal key. So the book is full of practice. And we do have tools. We have great work by people who have examined anger and anger control and how I show up. And that just masks. Everything goes out of my head when I'm angry or, you know, whatever. So yes, mm. we have tools to help us calm down, to see what's in front of us. And when Carlos mentioned selfish, well, we're all going, we all use labels. We all kind of attach meaning to behavior based on our history. But if we learn to break the word selfish down and begin to look at why do I call that? Well, he's always first to grab for something. We see some behaviors that the person could change, and we might apply another label instead of selfish. Those labels mask the behaviors that cause us to call someone grumpy, shy, you know, uh, sad, whatever our labels are. And we want people to look at the human condition, the behaviors in front of us and the conditions that surround us that keep us in this same box. You know, we've all been labeled. We've mm. all been called names we like and names we don't like. And so how do we get past that? We have a lot yeah. of tools for self-change in the book. Okay. Yeah, we have, us, yeah. yeah, we have a lot of exercises, like in each one of the chapters related to the different topics that we discuss in the book. So just to give you a couple of examples, some of the exercises that we call practices are more reflective. Like think about... Any type of person that has had an effect on you, why do you think the person had this type of effect so people can reflect on those experiences? Other type of practices involve the people around you. So for example, we have a practice that is called the stop, start, continue. So you can ask the people around you how you're impacting them, how they perceive you, what are the things that you should keep go doing, what are things that you might need to change. Um, what else? Um, well, that's good. And the, the stop, start, and continue is not easy. You know, no. uh, so you mean stop so and then ask for some feedback in the in the moment? No, no, no. We literally no. ask our colleagues, "Tell me what I need to stop doing, what I need to start doing, and what I should continue." Tell me things that I do reasonably well that I should just continue, but give me two or three things that if I stopped, I'd be more effective. 
if I, and they're pinpointed and they'd send us letters or notes or colleagues might tell us, or your friends might tell you, if only you do this, or tell me about what I do extremely well and what I can, what's my opportunity for improvement. It doesn't have to be stop, start and continue. But if it is, we know to, to get things started, we need a little push. We need help from people around us, different, allow us to make mistakes as we're learning. And then to, to continue is something we do well. We've mastered it. Um, to stop totally means those things need to go out of our, quote, repertoire. But they're usually at pretty high and steady rates. So we need prompts, reminders, others who we trust. You can say you did it again, you know, like, let's let's look at how else you could have said that. You know, it, it's a partnership. We call it reciprocity. There is this reciprocal relationship between all of us. You with me, me with Carlos, etc. We're influencing and shaping one another, even if we don't think we are, mm. to some extent. So learning to look at that, it takes a little bit of work. It is a dig into this book kind of event, but there are ways to get to a different way of seeing our world and interacting with it, maybe calmer, maybe yeah. more, maybe we need to be more out there. We're sh we don't speak up because we're intimidated. We think our boss will disagree or whatever else might be around us. Mm -hmm. So we need to learn how to speak with clarity without offense, or even if we have offense, we need to be able to handle that and learn how to shape a better response over time. So it's a learning journey. This thing about the I mean, if you go into a situation and, you know, talk to people about what I should stop and what I should continue, yeah. I guess even after that there has to be a period of reflection because what makes their thoughts on what you should and shouldn't do right or wrong or um, morally or correct or, or wise? Right. Mm. A lot of them may be totally wrong. And you would say, I reject that. Mm. I don't really have to do that. I know me. Yeah. I'm very good. I show up this way in this environment, but in another, I'm, I'm comfortable and I don't want to do that. But most of the time, if we really go into that exercise, we're going to learn something about how we affect others around us. Whether we agree or not is not so much the question because they have an imperfect line of sight. They see us through their biases, but you're gonna learn something if you ever would do something like ask some people that you care about or maybe colleagues that you don't care so much about, I don't know. How do I show up? What do I need to stop doing? What would you really appreciate? Mm. I'll try to work on that, maybe. You don't yeah. have to care. But, We've done it. I've done it with senior executives in the top of corporations uh, all the way to, you know, just uh, the worker on the floor or out on on uh, oil rigs who's had an amazing learning experience by those three simple questions. What do I need to stop? What should I do more of? And what do I need to continue? Uh, it's mm. yeah, great, isn't it? Great. Well, it takes courage. Is, is what it takes terrible courage. Mm. That's the thing. People need to understand you're going to, we're all, we don't want this feedback necessarily. Who wants to put oneself out to that? Yeah, so, I, but then you look at it another way and who doesn't want that? 
And why wouldn't you want that? Because if you could become a better person, you're going to be a lot more happier internally anyway. Yeah, Uh, a better person in the sense of more congruent with those around you, maybe more facilitative, more whatever your particular value set is. But we we don't preach better as you're a better human being, just your effect can have a better effect if you would seriously absolutely yeah it's being open-minded to that you know and i suppose i always feel the wisdom comes with age as well and and potentially it does uh some somewhat naturally or evolutionary but um, there's a lot of older people there that aren't probably that wise because they're not open-minded i I know i know old old guys and i'm an old gal and i look at them and i think oh they're not particular they never were wise i mean a lot of where we were where we cared about the conditions around us and the people around us that's a journey that we take with us unless we interrupt it mm. unless we say wait a minute i learned those rules from very uh, abusive environment that i came yeah. from or what i need to take a step back look at that and reassess mm. and that's what the book is trying to do in many many ways but not just with ourselves, but in our communities and and society as a whole. There's a lot we need to look at. And it's a big old, you know, grandiose thing well beyond us. But like, you know, one small change can can create a ripple of change. And that's true. That Mm. is true. So anyway, we hope people will read it. And remember, it's it's about what we do and say, not whether we're wise, but whether the effect is wise, is wiser, is helpful, helps another or helps ourselves get beyond like being intimidated at work or afraid of that boss and we duck in the other room so we don't have to talk to that person. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, whatever small or big thing, that's what we have to look at. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes to have a certain effect is not just doing like a specific action at one moment. It requires consistency, behaving in different ways, and over time you start having certain effects, building relationships, and influencing other people. So sometimes it's a combination of of behaviors at different moments that might define the effects that we want to have. Yeah, and you can do this in your personal life. You could do this in in your work life. Um, I suppose yeah. it's approaching life with courage and, and humility and open-mindedness every day. Yes. Um, and we're not a, yes, the humility, I like that word because we might assume that we are wise and we say, oh, I'm pretty darn wise. But in fact, until we get out there and start looking, we don't often examine the true effects we're having. So yeah. I like uh, that's spot on. Yeah, it might come from a place of... Um, confidence i'm not sure but i think if you go out there and you approach life with that humility like you know nothing like you're not wise you're going to be more open to to taking on the learnings rather than approaching it like oh yeah i know that let's go in there and you know have your voice and then move on like sit back and listen i think that's what a lot of people don't do and what i got out of the start of the conversation too just talking to you guys about wisdom um, which we don't give ourselves enough in this chaotic world that we live in is time when do we take the yeah. time to sit back and look back at the day and go, 
hey, that's yeah. that went well or that didn't go well or I could have done this better. I mean, my mind's one of those minds that is constantly thinking and churning and sometimes that's to my detriment, but um, I'm fortunate to have that. You know, I, I do have time to think. Um, I think we show that through practice this is uh, less time-consuming and more immediate, that we can begin to act differently in the immediate environment. But mm. contemplating, thinking about, engaging, there's exercises or practices around uh, how do we how do we prepare for what we need to do? How do we get the courage, as you said, to ask somebody or to mm. begin to look at someone differently? You know, there's an awful lot of bias about differences where we come from accents for example you have a great accent we all attribute to that great wisdom by the way generally speaking you know it's got that kind of sound and you know that those things go on with all of us so mm. stepping back taking the time saying yeah i i really do want to look at me that's mm. where we start. but the book is about all of us yeah yeah i like it so the book is available online the Wisdom Factor at and Amazon? It's at Amazon. It's at uh, Key Press pu- Publications, www.keypress.com. Yep. Yeah, that one. And But you can get it on Amazon. <laughs> so. Well, I'll stick the link in the show notes for everyone listening out there. Carlos and Darnell, thank you for coming on the show today. How can they, uh, do you have a website for the book or a place where they can connect with both of you? Yes, there is a website, and that's that. Um, uh, again, at Key Press, okay, um, or at abatechnologies.com is another way to get to the two of us. That's where we work. But that's ABA Technologies. Yeah, dot com. Yeah. We can ABA. we can send you the link, and you can share it with your audience as well. Okay, yeah, please do. I might even have the links in the uh, in the files here already. But, um, guys, again, thank you for coming on the show. Pleasure to have you here. All the best with the book launch. Now, for everyone listening out there, if you want to find out more about what we've just discussed, pick up a copy of the book, jump online and uh, connect with Darnell and Carlos. And until next time, peace, passion and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwhy.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there, breathe more passion into every single moment. Do 
everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Martin. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.